All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman, and today is a Twitter Tuesday where I will be answering your listener questions about the Atlanta Falcons submitted from Twitter. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at FalcFans.com, RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter, at FalcFans, and of course, the host of this preeminent Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and before we get into the topics at hand on today's Locked On Falcons, I do want to plug the Peacock and Williamson podcast, one of the national shows of the, covering the NFL right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can get analysis on every team, every move, every game from NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Subscribe to the Peacock and Williamson podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So today is a Twitter Tuesday episode, basically a Q&A mailbag, whatever you want to call it. We we vary up the names of these mailbag Q&A episodes just to, uh, you know, keep things interesting, uh, to keep the branding right. In today's episode, you guys submitted a bunch of questions. We got one about the Falcons' ability to win the wild card. We got one about whether or not the Falcons should trade for Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams or another wide receiver. Someone asked me for my expert opinion on the Atlanta Hawks and how they will beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, people want to know sort of what would be my name change in a world where I was not allowed to go by the name Aaron. Um, and uh, then the, sort of probably the most on top of question, I guess, uh, is, you know, which 2020 and 2021 draft picks beyond AJ Terrell and Kyle Pitts uh, need to sort of step up this year and have the most potential to impact. So we'll get into that uh, coming up on today's episode. But I, I do want to touch upon a story that I did not mention on yesterday's uh, Monday episode in which I was wrapping up the news and I did not touch upon these, uh, that the Falcons did sign three more of their rookies of their draft class. Uh, I forgot to mention that Richie Grant, Drew Dolman, and Darren Hall did sign last week, which means Falcons first round pick Kyle Pitts is the only unsigned player among the Falcons 2021 rookie draft class and Pitts hasn't signed yet. We don't haven't seen the other top three picks in this draft. Uh, we've have seen picks five through 12 all signed in, in round one. So Pitts is one of 10 as of this recording, first round picks that have yet to sign their rookie contracts. And really there's no telling when Pitts will sign. He, it could happen to, today or tomorrow. As you guys are listening to this, it could happen, you know, a week into training camp. It always seems like there's some random circumstances over which players have these smooth, easy negotiations versus uh, which players do not have those. And, you know, maybe the fact that the top three picks are quarterbacks this year and typically quarterbacks get a little bit of a bump in their sort of slotting for uh, where they get picked in terms of how rookies are paid. You know, maybe that complicates things or, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it makes things a lot easier. Um, and, you know, just to use an example, back in 2018, the Falcons signed pretty much their entire draft class like two weeks after the draft that year. But for some reason, Calvin Ridley didn't sign his contract until like eight weeks later in the first week of July. Right. So 
you get some random stuff like that. So we'll see with Kyle Pitts. Basically, you know, we'll find out when Kyle Pitts signs, hopefully sooner rather than later. But this is not a situation where I would be overly concerned about it until we and until we get maybe like a week before a training camp. It's like, wait, wait, why isn't Kyle Pitts signed? So we're, we're about a month away from that. Um, Greg Bowen asked our first question at Greg Leg on Twitter. Yes, suggestion slash idea for the pod. I feel like you've maybe done this before or do at some point during the year. But how about a state of the franchise pod from Arthur Blank to the front office to the depth chart to whatever and how that stacks against the NFC South and NFL? So. Greg, I, I'll, I won't make any promises, but I'll, I'll write it down as something to possibly do before training camp. So, yeah, that's something that we could do. You know, pre-training camp, we could do that, you know, six, every six months in July, in January. Uh, that may be something worthy of an idea. So uh, I won't make any promises that we'll do that because, you know, schedules can get muddied up. You know, basically this last six weeks of podcasts got completely derailed by a Julio Jones trade that I did not think was going to happen. At least didn't think was going to happen on that timeline. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the dude at dude order on Twitter asks, we ain't beaten at Tom Brady. Can we get a wild card? So yeah, I mean, getting the Falcons earning a wild card spot is the dream. I have been, obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast over the last six weeks, um, I have been a lot less optimistic about their chances of achieving that wild card spot in a post Julio Jones trade world. You know, right now, Bet Online has the Falcons Super Bowl odds at 66 to 1, which is tied with the Panthers, Giants, and Eagles for the 12th best in the division or the second worst in the division, with the Lions, I think, being 150 to 1, being the only team lower than those four teams. And, you know, the even money is right now for the Falcons on their over under of seven and a half wins before the money, the smart money was on the Falcons going over. And since the the Julio trade, it's shifted to now even money. But, you know, that's better than what those other teams have in terms of their over under win totals and, and where they're being slotted at, where the money is at right now. So it would one would presume that the Falcons of those four teams that are currently according to bet online have the longest odds to win a Super Bowl in the NFC. The Falcons are the best of that team. Now, when you look at the 11 teams that have better Super Bowl odds than the Falcons, um, in terms of their football outsiders DVO rankings, it is notable that all but one of those teams were top 10 in something in 2020, according to football outsiders. The only team um, that did not have top 10, we're talking about offense or defense, was the Dallas Cowboys. They were the lone exception in that group. So, you know, I think the key is going to be for the Falcons, you know, if they're going to be among, you know, the top seven teams in the league, chances are very high that they're going to have to be top 10 at something, which more than likely is going to be their offense, which I certainly think they have the capability of being. But I think a lot of that depends on Arthur Smith really being, you know, an outstanding play caller. And, you know, based off of his limited body of work in Tennessee in the two years, you know, I think he is a good play caller, but I don't know if he's like on that level where you can give him any number, any level of talent. Um, And it's not to sit here and say that the Falcons are devoid of talent, but I certainly wouldn't look at the Falcons offense and say, man, this is one of the most talented um, offenses in the league. Um, You know, I thought it was with Julio Jones because Julio Jones is, you know, an elite player, but um, without Julio Jones, it just kind of falls back to the middle of the pack or closer to the middle of the pack. Let's say that. And so like, you're going to need the play caller 
to be able to maximize this unit in a major way because the sum of the parts are, aren't anything you know outstanding in that regard that's going to make you a, one of the six or seven best offenses in the league just from a pure talent standpoint. Like you could have argued, argued that the Falcons would have had at least at the skill positions um, you know, prior to the Julio Jones trade. So that's going to be the interesting conversation. And obviously from my tone and from the, the, the content on this podcast over the last, you know, several weeks, um, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more skeptical of that than I was, you know, two months ago, but uh, we'll just see how it plays out and we'll see how the rest of today's locked on Falcons Twitter Tuesday episode plays out because we have plenty more questions coming up, including whether or not the Falcons should make a big bold to trade for a wide receiver to replace Julio Jones and get this offense back to a level where they may are among the top talented offenses in the league. And we'll answer that question uh, coming up on today's locked on Falcons podcast. But of course we also have a question about the uh, Hawks bucks Eastern conference finals. And you know, who has great insight into that? the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Hawks podcasts right here on the NBA side of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find a daily podcast devoted to your favorite NBA team, whether your team is duking it out to go to the NBA finals uh, later this summer, or your team is duking it out to see who's going to have that number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Regardless of where your team is at, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered and you can find all those podcasts on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And there's no time like the month of June to get started at BetOnline. You have the NHL and NBA playoffs. And, of course, baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. And it's not just sports. Since BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine including those Super Bowl odds to see if the Falcons change. And you can head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus, meaning if you deposit 200, you get $100 in free money to play with by going to betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. CD3224 asks, would it make sense for the Falcons to make a trade for somebody like a Mike Williams or to try and get a Taylor Gabriel out of retirement? Um, Gabriel, probably not so much. He's more of a Z wide receiver and the Falcons really need kind of an X wide receiver, a guy that can line up on the line of scrimmage, beat that press coverage and take the top off of a defense. That's really what's missing from the wide receiver room in light of uh, the Julio Jones trade and Gabriel obviously can take the top off of the defense, but always tended to struggle against press, which is why so many coaches over the years, with the exception of Kyle Shanahan have tended to make him into a slot receiver as opposed to an outside receiver. But Shanahan had the, uh, you know, alleged genius to put him as an outside receiver, but put him at a Z where he could line up off the line of scrimmage and thus could do a better job to avoid press playing that Z position where you can't avoid that at the X position. Um, Mike Evan, I mean, sorry, Mike Williams obviously would fill that X role. Um, but I think the Chargers have some other options available, uh, particularly younger, cheaper options like Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, guys that really specialize in the deep balls, catching those deep balls from Justin Herbert last year, Johnson, especially, 
um, you know, filled in as an X wide receiver for the Chargers, especially in that Falcons game where Mike Williams was injured. And you may recall uh, Tyron Johnson catching the big pass uh, in the closing seconds of that game, beating Isaiah Oliver on a corner route to set up the game winning field goal for the Chargers in that game. And, you know, I feel like, you know, Johnson played really well down the stretch for them. And he's a player that I think a lot of people were expecting to be sort of the number three wide receiver in that offense and potentially have a breakout year um, with the Chargers. And so he would be a good uh, get for the Falcons for, you know, maybe he's not as talented or or skilled as Mike Williams. But here's the key. You know, Mike Williams as a former first round pick. If you're going to trade for him, you're probably going to have to give up like a third round pick to get him right Maybe you could get someone like a Johnson or some other, you know, you know, outside of the Chargers organization, but some other young, talented, up and coming wide receiver for like a six or seven round pick. So for me, I would try to avoid trading a key asset like a third round pick for Mike Williams, even though he wouldn't make the team better. Um, especially, you know, when you, the other alt options are, you know, the waiver wire come August. Like, remember when the Falcons got Taylor Gabriel, they got him off the waiver wire from the Browns back in 2016. So, you know, why give up value in draft pick when you can wind up getting a pretty good player, relatively speaking, for free off the waiver wire in August? So I, I would generally be skeptical of a Mike Williams trade. I feel like you know, unless the Falcons were able to get a really good bargain on Mike Williams, like a fifth round pick or something like that. I don't know if I would make that trade. Uh, young Zach asks, what do you think is the key to the Hawks beating the Bucks? Well, Zach, you know, in my expert opinion, you know, I, I think it's going to boil down to the team that scores the most points o- across a seven game season, uh, a seven game series. I'm sorry. And, you know, for, you know, I know I'm being a little sarcastic, but like, honestly, I'm a extremely, casual NBA fan. So again, as I said earlier on the episode, if you want to get insights into this Eastern conference finals or any NBA matchup, definitely go check out the various uh, daily shows on the lockdown podcast network, covering each and every NBA team, as well as the NBA draft and all that sort of stuff. So check out locked on Hawks, check out locked on box. The other one, not the locked on box bucks for the football stuff for that sort of insight. But like, you know, I pay next to no attention to basketball. Really. I'm just a very, you know, like I am aware of the teams that exist. I'm aware of the star players and whatnot, you know, because I follow so many Hawks fans that are also Falcon fans. Like I am aware of like the Hawks goings on with the Hawks. I try to check out locked on Hawks as much as I can. Um, but like for me, you know, if you ask me to name more than one player on the Bucks right now, I'd be like, I couldn't do it. It's Giannis. And I don't know. I have no idea who else is on the Bucks team. Right. You know, and if you ask me to name, I can name like six players on the Hawks, but again, that's only because I constantly see Hawks tweets for like nine months out of the year from fellow Falcon fans that I follow on Twitter. So I can name like six guys currently on the Hawks, but probably if I, if I wasn't a part of Falcons Twitter, like I probably could name one, right? Like, you know, I've seen maybe like 10 minutes of Hawks games this year, right? You know, I just generally don't get that much enjoyment out of watching basketball. It, it it just comes off as boring to me. And like, it's, it's weird because like my relationship with basketball and football are like the exact opposite. Like football is a sport that I don't enjoy playing that much, but I really enjoy watching. And basketball is a sport I do enjoy playing, but I get little to no enjoyment out of watching it. 
Um, you know, I just seemingly have this weird relationship with sports where like the more I enjoy playing a sport, the less I enjoy watching it. I just rather do it, um, versus, you know, watch other people do it if I really do enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I have no insights into <laughs> do, do not ask me any specific basketball questions. Like I can give you, you know, like I'm not devoid of knowledge about the game of basketball and an understanding how basketball is played, but by no means am I an expert in, in any regard on sort of teams, certainly team specific matchups. Like, but, um, that's where we'll leave that. And we will wrap up today's Twitter Tuesday by getting into, um, some other interesting Falcons and non Falcons topics like, you know, what I would change my name to if I wasn't allowed to continue living with the name Aaron, as well as uh, which 2020 and 2021 uh, players draft picks that the Falcons chose beyond Kyle Pitts and, and AJ Terrell, the, the two obvious choices need to step up this upcoming season. We'll get into that as we continue today's locked on Falcons podcast guy. But, you know, we're talking about NBA playoffs, but you know, there's also NHL playoffs going on. And of course the locked on podcast network has you covered in that regard with a daily podcast devoted to your favorite hockey team. And you can check those out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So guys, did you know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it also has nine delicious flavors? Whether you're a big fan of the coconut almond like me or you prefer mint brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, coconut or raspberry, there's something for everyone. And there's also the occasional limited time flavor too, like the strawberry and orange flavors that are now on sale this summer. You can try them all with a mixed box, getting to each of all nine flavors. Built bars contain 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. So they taste just like a candy bar. My favorite, the coconut almond tastes just like an almond joy, but it's not about their great taste. They're also very healthy too. They're low in sugar and calories, high in protein and fiber. And look, you know, I, I say the coconut almond is my favorite because that's the flavor that's consistently on sale in stock. That is my favorite. It's all like, you know, it's in my top five and they consistently have it in stock. But, you know, they're limited time flavors. The strawberry, my my guys, is probably top two for me. You know, it's coconut brownie chunk uh, as far as limited time flavors in the strawberry. You know, strawberries, chocolate, it goes together. It's a match made in heaven. You got to get it in the form of a built bar. Just head over to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. So Andy at Andy S Gallagher on Twitter asks, if the name Aaron was outlawed, what would you choose to replace it? So Andy clarified that this is specific to me. This is not for all errands. I do not speak for all errands around the world, but let's just say the, you know, the name Aaron is outlawed and I get the opportunity um, in this dystopian world to, to choose a new name. Um, And, you know, it is interesting. Like I don't have a specific answer. I'm going to, I'm going to give you like six answers, Andy, because you know, I've never thought about this question. And you know me, I have to, you know, I tend to overanalyze things. So I I need more time to consider this and I've never considered this. And and so, you know, being put on the spot to basically be like, Hey, you got to choose a new name. I I can't do it. So I I got a whole bunch of options, but you know, part of me went to to think back to when I was like a kid and a teenager and whatnot, and I would come up like cool story ideas or, Oh, this would be a cool movie. And then, you know, because you know, my brain hadn't finished developing all the main characters and all these cool story ideas were just basically self inserts. So when I would always pick a name, 
I looking back now, I, obviously at those times, I must have thought, oh, the name of this main character is I must really like that name, right? So like I thinking back to like these old stories, and obviously I can't remember all of them, but just off the top of my head, like I remember times when I was thinking about stories and, and fake movies in my head where there were main characters was named Derek or Kellen or Vincent or Victor or Marcus. So clearly at some point in my life, I, I must've had an affinity for those types of names, but let's just get weird and let's go with Raphael, right? You know, there's no way that I can pull off the name Raphael, but let's just like, let's get as exotic as possible. You can call me Raph. You can call me Rafi. You can call me whatever. So, you know, I, there's also a part of me that just wants another a name. Cause I like having my name at the top of alphabetical lists of names. Um, but you know, the, probably the only a name that I could pull off cause I don't, I don't want to be like Adam or Alan, no offense to my guy, Alan, but part of it is like, look, I already know an Alan. I don't need an, I don't need to be an Alan or whatever the case may be. Alfonso or something like that. So if I'm thinking of a, a name that I, I feel like, you know, unlike Raphael that I could probably pull off is like Alvin or something like that. But I feel like Alvin, even to me is like a very old name. That feels like a previous generation uh, for me, but uh, I probably, you know, now I sit here and think about it even further, you know, I probably should just choose Eric, right? Because basically growing up, anytime I tried to tell somebody my name for, you know, official or unofficial purposes, you know, like, who is this for? And like, Aaron and they'd be like Eric and I'm like Aaron and it's like um then like okay Eric or whatever the case may be so I probably should just choose Eric since everybody you know for 15 to 20 years of my life everybody thought my name was Eric um so there's your answer Andy uh bug doll 1.0 at bug doll 614 s I'd like to know which second year player other than Terrell and which rookie other than Pitts can contribute the most of the Falcons success in 2021 with rapid development might depend more on position and upside. Well, you know, I don't think the answer is probably going to be as profound as you think bug doll. You know, it's the two second round picks is, you know, if, if I can't take the first round picks, I'll take the second round picks and that's Marlon Davidson and Richie Grant. You know, I feel like Marlon Davidson, if this pass rush is going to be worth a darn, you know, it's going to be in, in large part to Marlon Davidson making a big year two leap. You know, I think Richie Grant's going to be a key part of the secondary because frankly speaking, the secondary is not great. After you get past AJ Terrell and you get to a proven veteran like Deron Harmon, if you want to have, you know, at least three good players in your secondary. And, and I think most people would agree that, you know, having three or more good players in your secondary is, is advantageous. You know, I think Richie Grant is going to have to be one of those guys. And I've, I've heard a lot of people talk in recent weeks about the idea that Richie Grant might not even start this year, or at least begin the season as a starter. And Eric Harris might wind up starting the season at free safety. And I just kind of, and it's not to sit here and say that those people are, are wrong for saying that, but like the idea that the Falcons signed Eric Harris to be anything more than basically their Sherrod Neesman replacement as the fourth safety in a personal protector, you know, it does not fill me with a, a ton of joy and glee and hope and optimism about this Falcons defense coming up. You know, this is part of the reason why I say things like I, you know, I'm not that impressed with this front office and what they've done this offseason because I feel like if they're signing, you know, if Eric Harris is anything more than the third or fourth safety on this roster this year, I feel like the Falcons front office let us down because it's like, if we're signing a legit starter, we could have gotten much better players for similar price tags that we paid Eric Harris, uh, in my eyes. So, um, 
you know, I, I feel like Richie Grant has to be a starter now. I feel like there's even more pressure on Richie Grant to come in right away, start, win that starting job, and, and be an immediate impact player right away as a week one uh, performer. So, uh, you know, other obvious candidates would be both centers uh, in guys like Matt Hennessy and Drew Dahlman who have the opportunity to compete for a starting job right away at the center position. And, and if there was a clear cut one of those guys – ahead of the other guy, I might pick one of those guys over the, you know, Grant and Davidson um, because the center position is, you know, the anchor of the offensive line. And, you know, similar to what I've said about safety, where it's like, you're not going to be able to find a good defense in the league that doesn't get good safety play. You're not going to find a good offensive line in the league that doesn't have a, you know, good center play. Um, You know, it doesn't mean that you need to have elite, you know, play at, at those positions, but generally speaking, you need to get, you know, I would say, I was going to say above average, but you need to kind of get better than above average play at those positions to have good units. Um, and so I look at that and I say, one of those two guys is going to have to step up. And obviously left guard is, is a vacancy with Jalen Mayfield being there. So, you know, truth be told, you know, you can pick any of the Falcons draft picks in the first three rounds of either draft as uh, options for this. But, you know, I think the second round picks have obvious, you know, those are the better players, at least in theory. And so you want to get more impact from those guys, more upside uh, from those guys, you know, and have those guys show that rapid development where it seems a lot more realistic that you can get a good rookie starter in round two than it typically is in round three. And it's not to say that you, there are no good rookie starters from the third third round or later that get drafted. But generally speaking, you know, if you want impact right away, the earlier you get picked, the better, uh, the, the higher the probability of that is. So let's go with the second round pick. So there you guys have it. Twitter Tuesday, tomorrow's episode. I have not quite secured a guest, but I will reach out. Um, and if I cannot get a guest, then we will do a 53 man roster preview. Um, and, um, you know, I feel pretty confident that I'll get a guest, but, uh, you know, and then Thursday's episode will be our, uh, scouting reports of Avery Williams and Frank Darby to wrap up this draft class much, much later than, um, you know, initially expected when the draft happened. Like I, I think I said on a podcast, like maybe the week after the draft I was like, oh yeah, we, I should be able to get this done by the end of this of May. But obviously, uh, you know, time management is not my greatest strength, just like, you know, insight into, um, NBA playoff series is not my greatest strength, nor can I get you covered on all things sports because I just got you covered on the Falcons, but you know, the rest of sports, that's where Peter Buhowski, the host of the locked on today podcast has you covered. He gives you all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. So subscribe to the locked on today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, guys, if you want to send in suggestions for future content or uh, feedback on present, future, or past content, of course, you can do so by hitting me up on Twitter at LockdownFalcons, as all the good people on today's episode did. Or uh, you can send in an email to LockdownFalcons at mail.com, or you can hit me up on the other social media platform by the name of the Book of Faces. And, of course, that is Locked on Falcons as well. So appreciate it, guys. Until then.